Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. So one of the fun things we get to do here that's right up there with hymns and talking about <laughs> hymns is talking with authors. I love mm-hmm. getting to check in with our authors here on the Coffee Hour because, uh, well, we get to talk to some of the coolest, some of the neatest authors. And the fun thing about this is, you know, you get to read in their books um, things that are really important to them, but we get to get kind of go behind the scenes and learn more about the person behind the books as well. And so uh, excited to have back with us Donna Pyle, now Donna Snow, author of Perseverance, Praying Through Life's Challenges from Concordia Publishing House. Donna, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Well, thanks, Andy and Sarah. It's great to connect with you again. Always good to chat with you. Donna, you are just a busy person. You're like nonstop. You you seem to be like always doing something 24 hours a day. And you're so gracious and you share that with us on social media. So we get to like, you know, live virtually through your life and always doing cool things. You've been traveling, you've been writing, you've been studying um, Bible studies for LWML. I want to hear about all of it. Um, Can we, do you want to start with your travels? I want to hear about your trip because you got to go somewhere really cool before this whole pandemic broke out, right? I did. I went to Israel. I led a tour, a teaching tour in Israel in November, and it was just incredible. It had been my second time there, and just, uh, you know, the second time kind of made a difference, because the first time it was kind of overwhelming, like to be where Jesus was, to walk where he was. This time I noticed more detail. I was able to take in more than before, because it wasn't so overwhelming like the first time, but it's just incredible to walk where Jesus walked. What are some of the highlights from that trip, Uh, things that you maybe noticed that you didn't notice the first time uh, or things that that just really stood out this time to you being being in that place in the Holy Land? You know, one of the coolest moments was we were on a boat on the Sea of Galilee, and I was reading from Matthew 14 where Peter walks on water, you know, Jesus walks on water. And just to pause the group for a second and say, you know, listen to the waves, you know, feel the wind. This is where they were. You can't move a lake, you know, and to, to just have that moment where this is where that happened is just those moments. You just can't describe them really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the, the things maybe if people are thinking about doing a Holy Land trip, aren't really sure, obviously can't go right now. Um, but when we can travel again, thinking about doing this, what are some of the places that you would Uh, like 10 out of 10 recommend five stars that people go see if they're able to do that? Well, first and foremost, Jerusalem, because so much happened there. But I mean, Bethlehem, Nazareth, um, Capernaum, which is, you know, just an incredible place. There's just so many places where he went, and it's all right there close together. Um, Going to see the Dead Sea was actually really cool. we went through Jericho, you know, which was like kind of the stopping place to get to Jerusalem for most people. And it was just really, um, there's not anything you can go see that it's not really just a cool thing to see because it's been there for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in addition to really awesome traveling, you have been writing as well, more coming out from <laughs> Donna um, with Concordia Publishing House. Um, did you... Do I understand correctly? You've finished writing, and now it's on to what the editing stage. Is that right? Do you have something new coming from CPH this year? That's correct. Um, a, a whole Bible study on the Book of Esther, 
which is really incredible to write it from from a woman um, standpoint. It's only one of the two books in scripture that's named after a woman, and it's just a full blown verse by verse study, in depth study of the Book of Esther. And I just turned it in, and we're working on the editing, you know, DR process, and it comes out about this time next year. So it's a it's a lengthy process, but. Uh, I'm just so excited because there's so many applicable things to all of us from the book of Esther. It's such a clear example of the providence of God, of him working behind the scenes, even though he's not named, his his thumbprint is everywhere in the book of Esther. And it's just a really incredible book. Hmm. Looking forward to, to that coming out. And of course, we'll have to share it when, when that mm-hmm. is published. But if I remember correctly, I remember this this prompted something for you as well when you were working on this. This kind of got you interested in studying something, studying a language, right? It did. Studying Hebrew, actually. I'm studying Hebrew. I've got several resources and signed up for some online courses so I can actually hear how things are pronounced because it's so different. Um, I think the challenge in learning Hebrew is that the letters don't even look the same. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like Chinese or something like that. It's The A doesn't look like an A, you know, and the sounds are so different. But I really have this longing to to read the Bible in the original language as far as the Old Testament, because a lot of times when I'm writing a study, when I learn the the actual what a Hebrew word means, a lot of times it changes the trajectory of the entire study because it brings clarity to what a passage means or the context of that passage. And it's just so important to to know that. And it'd be nice just to be able to know it instead of having to look everything up all the time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> how is that how is that learning going? Uh, I, I I don't know how far well, along are you got have you gotten can you can you read things yet? <laughs> No, I can't read things yet. I'm still like <laughs> learning my letters kind of thing, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I've learned phrases like um, toda means thank you. And, you know, just little things like that. Um, but really, I need to learn the letters. I want to skip ahead and be able to speak it tomorrow, but <laughs> I need to learn the letters to be able to. And the challenging thing is there's there's like three different versions of Hebrew. There's the old biblical text and there's modern Hebrew and then there's classical Hebrew that has the Nikud which is their vowel system understanding. And it's just, uh, it's an undertaking. I tell you what, this will be a lifelong journey, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's funny how much you start to, to find out when you start really digging into a language. And, and languages, uh, they, they come hand in hand with, with culture too. There's so much that, that is all tied together with language and, and spoken word and written word and culture. Uh, are, are, are you having a lot of time to... Uh, study this now more with everyone being at home now and not having to travel as much? Very much so. Um, that's a great point, Sarah, because there's such a, when you said culture, it just rang a bell because it's it's an Eastern type culture, which is a different mindset than our Western culture. And when they um, describe God, you know, as a Western thinker, we, we think God is omnipotent, omnipresent, all those kind of things, which is wonderful, but it's very cerebral. If you ask a, a, a person who speaks Hebrew, a Jewish person, you know, who, describe God, they're like, um, God is my, you know, he's my shade, he's my bread. You can actually tangible those things, you know, it's like you can actually picture God as my bread, you know, God is my living water. And so it's just a whole different switch of how you actually see things in a literal sense versus a Greek mindset kind of Western thinking cerebral sense. So it's kind of a it's a it's a cultural shift for sure. 
Mm. So in addition to studying, learning Hebrew and, and studying that, uh, you're also uh, involved with a lot of LWML Bible studies. You've written a lot and led a lot in the past, but um, what's going on with LWML Bible studies right now since many of us are, uh, so many people are at home? Well, I tell you what, we started planning a couple of months ago, and it came about to where we're doing an online study that actually starts tonight uh, nationwide. It's on Facebook Live so that as many people can connect as possible. And it's on a study called Overflowing Abundance that I wrote a couple of years ago. And it's on Jesus feeding the 5,000. And it was really such a cool God thing that that's the one that was chosen months ago before all this happened, that it's about, you know, God, you know, Jesus healing the sick and the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 when people are in a stage of like hoarding and like shrinking in, it shows that he still heals. He still walks into the middle of our hurt and he still feeds us and gives us what we need. And it's just, um, I'm really excited. It starts tonight at 8 Central on Facebook Live on the LWML page. And I just can't wait to see what God's going to do with that. What are some of the things that you hope people will gain from this study, especially now? Uh, that, that is such an applicable thing now during this time when we're all uh, at home and maybe thinking we don't have things that, that we maybe want. Uh, what are you hoping that people will gain from these studies that they can watch on Facebook Live? Well, I think, I think three things, really. One is that Jesus still does walk into the middle of our hurt, you know, because there were thousands of people there that he healed for hours and hours and hours. And that's so applicable to right now that, that Jesus didn't say, hey, turn the boat around when he saw the crowd on the beach. He, he sailed into it, and, and he still does today. And another thing is that he provides, you know, when, when the store shelves are empty and it looks like we're out of whatever we need, he will give us what we need uh, some way or another. And just the idea that, you know, he never leaves us. There, there's such a fear going on right now. And I think there was a fear then of, you know, is he really going to be able to do these healing things that he said he can do? Can he really, is he really the son of God kind of thing? Of course, now on this side of the New Testament, we know that he is. But I think when we're afraid, we still need to be reminded of that, that he still is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do. And we don't have to worry. So the LWML Bible study is tonight. What time on Facebook Live? Facebook Live, 8 p.m. Central Time on the LWML Facebook page. Very cool. Very cool. And we'll go live well, we... about five minutes before to say, hey, you know, but um, we'll sure. start at 8. Yeah. We have just about a minute left. Other things uh, that you've learned or you're, you're, in, you're doing during our stay-at-home time, during the stay-at-home orders, um, I know you've been working on your garden. I'm a little envious that your garden's already <laughs> like nice and green. Um, but other things with just about a minute left? Well, I think um, I didn't realize how much rest I needed. You know, uh, when you don't have to run hither and thither and gone. You know, I didn't realize how much rest. I'm still busy in getting things done. But it's not busy on the road, and I feel so much more a sense of calm and peace to tackle what comes after. And I think that's just, uh, I don't hear that enough out there. You know, I hear enough about the fear and stuff, but I didn't realize how much rest I needed, and I'm just very thankful for that. Yeah, I was I was pretty sad when our visit was uh, certainly canceled because of the, the, the pandemic, but, uh, mm -hmm. it, but I have learned that, too, that uh, the rest that we're getting and the, the just the time um, to 
to reflect on what God has given us and what he's provided for us rather than constantly running um, mm-hmm. to, to do more with what he's given us. So it's, it's certainly been Absolutely. good. Donna, it's always good to talk with you. Donna Snow, author of Perseverance, Praying Through Life's Challenges, available from Concordia Publishing House. She's got lots of other great books there and LWML Bible Studies as well. Check it out at cph.org. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks, Andy and Sarah. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.